Hello, we are live. Welcome uh, uh, to where are we? Who am I? Who are you, nice people? Oh, right. This is session number two of Great American Witch, it, which is an adapted from the Great American novel actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. To catch up on past episodes, visit happyjacks.org, Great American Witch. To find out and to find all of the shows on the Happy Jacks Network, visit happyjacks.org/shows. I am Christopher Gray, and I will be running our story today, and we have with us some fine people who will also be participating in this story. Introduce yourselves. But I guess all, I'll go. <laughs> I just know I'm second. I, I've just memorized that. I'm second, so. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, hey, guys, I'm Mac. I am playing uh, Imelda, who goes by Mel. Uh, Lake. She is of the craft of Lilith and is not very happy about the way things are right now. So we'll see how that shakes out. Hi, uh, I am Emily. I am playing Abigail, uh, Abigail Hawks. She is of the craft of Hecate, which means that she can see dead people and stuff. Uh, not a lot of that happened last session. So, uh, We'll see if some of that does this time. There was some texting. There was some texting. Some mysterious text. I'm Jim, and I'll be playing Cabe. Uh, he is of the craft of Terra and the local attorney and bringer of balance. Hey, y'all. Uh, I am Joe, and I will be playing Albert, who goes by Al in the coven. And uh, Alberts is is also very concerned with a great many things. Uh, he also is the craft of the spider grandmother, which means he often reads the future and sometimes levels cities. Wait, what was that? Nothing. Don't. Oh, we're okay. fine. <laughs> well, uh, here we are. So, um, last time we had some major concerns come up. First of all, it is going to be the, um, the winter solstice in Salem, Indiana, uh, which is always a big deal anyway. But on that day, there is also an eclipse, a full solar eclipse. So that is going to bring all magic to 11. Uh, and it's impossible to know how that's going to affect anything or anyone, but it's not going to be, um, a jaunt in the park let's just put it that way also um the seven sisters who is basically the administrative body of organized witchcraft in america is coming to salem indiana for the for the solstice and bringing with them a bunch of covens who want to celebrate this uh spectacle that's going to happen uh, Salem, as we just explored last time, isn't exactly a booming town, um, kind of broken socially and is uh, in desperate need of help, economic, social, and any other kind of help you can think of. Our witches are in charge of a halfway house, and that halfway house is under scrutiny by the county. So lots of uh, interesting things happening, and uh, we are going to jump right in. So um, I think... Uh, for this one, we're actually going to start. Um, I'm trying to decide how to frame this. Actually, this is what's interesting about this game: is depending on the scene framing, will uh, kind of show my hand about what is in store. But I think we're going to start with a momentum chapter, 
And if you recall, that is a chapter that will have conflicts, but that is uh, probably not going to be major or you know life-threatening, but it's going to escalate. Uh, that's why it's called momentum. Uh, and and we're, we're going to start there. So we're, this is let's say this is the uh, Monday before Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, this is probably only a few days after our last encounter where you were able to save a teenage girl raven therianthrope from her um i don't know maybe abusive parents and family and they uh were uh kind of kicked out of your homestead while you were able to initiate her because it was uncovered that she actually has witchcraft in her so that's uh that that is a new member of your society and she has been there so this has only been a couple of days I know that um, many of you are trying to prepare for the fact that the Seven Sisters are coming. Uh, they didn't say when they were coming, so that's tricky of them. Uh, they also didn't leave a phone number. I think they said, use the veil, so <laughs> I don't know if they want you contacting them through mundane means. Uh, but yeah, so we're going we're gonna to start there, but before we go right into the scene, uh, I do need to know what your... Um, uh, what your aspect is, mother, maiden, or crone. And I'll also allow you just to kind of give me a bit of a glimpse of what you're doing in this moment at the halfway house before the scene begins. Who wants to start? Joe? Sure. Uh, I am in mother at the moment. And Albert has been feeling the kind of surge that's been building, you know, with the pending eclipse and, um, you know, the rising, there's an ebb and flow to magic and nature, which Albert's very much connected to. But if anything, he's been more and more quiet and observant and concerned as if he's been, he's under more stress, but he's doing his best to not show it. And he's been spending his time making sure that Raven is being taken care of, that she feels comfortable, that she feels safe. Um, And to a certain extent, he's also been trying to see if this could be a a permanent home for her if she chooses to stay. And so he's been trying to have that conversation very slowly, as is his style. He's kind of... He's a very long game, long con kind of guy. So I think that's what he's been spending his time on the last few days. So that he doesn't have to think about the thing he should be thinking about. Uh, do we get to know what that is? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay, great. What? Uh, who's next? You can go. Um, I, I'm going to say I'm in Maiden. Um, and... Uh, uh, I have this sort of idea that because Abigail has the most life outside of the house that I know of, if any of you want to correct me on that, that's fine. But she does have like appearances to upkeep at the church where her father is a pastor. Um, But she can go stretches of time without going home, without it seeming weird. Like I think somebody in the coven has been, but like, you know, if she's not there for weeks at a time, people are going to notice, but if she misses a couple nights sleeping at home, Nobody's going to care. So she has been crashing in Raven's room a lot, just like looking after her, sleeping in like a like a, a 
cot on the floor, not a cot, like a, like a some pillows are piled up on the floor. Um, just making sure she feels okay and watched over because I assume that, uh, leaving your family is a traumatic thing to do. Um, and, uh, Abigail, uh, has her own fears about that, let's say. So that's what she's been up to. Okay. So, uh, who's next? I think that Cave is in Crone right now, uh, just because right now he feels responsible for a lot of the things that are going on and trying to resolve them. Uh, <clears throat> so he feels a little embattled by in a lot of directions, um, dealing with the county and also dealing with this girl and the possible threat and the seven sisters coming over. He just right now he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders, so he's a little cranky about that. Does he view himself as sort of, if not the boss, the administrator of the coven? Well, yeah, <clears throat> he is sort of like the uh, the 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 mortal facing face of the organization in a lot of ways because he has he has one foot firmly planted in both worlds, uh, and I think that out of everybody in in the coven, he more than anybody is actually, except for maybe uh, Emily might have also. She she's spread across, but I am definitely in both systems. Uh, so yeah. Okay. What about Mel? Um, I think Mel is in Maiden right now, and is like has been furiously trying to get the house into shape. But um, I feel like because she's got Raven there, she's trying to sort of integrate her a little bit and um kind of has that feel like uh kind of feels a little like rejuvenated by that and not feeling like the youngest and maybe actually has somebody that she can show a few things to that you know are new for for raven and um i think she takes a lot of pride in in doing that so, um, Raven hasn't been eating. It has been at least, at least a couple of days. None of you have seen her eat. Her temperament has been quiet, uh, and observant. Uh, she hasn't lashed out like she did when she first met you. Um, the initiation kind of gave her uh, positive energy for a while. But after a day or two, it, it, it sort of sink in. It's almost like it's a cloud over her. Um, she's not present. And she hasn't been eating. Uh, so that's been going on. Uh, and other than that, it's been pretty quiet. I mean, you haven't heard from the county. You haven't heard from the witches or other covens. Um, you haven't heard much of anything, really. It's been uh, over a weekend, so now it's Monday. You might hear more things today. Um at about 10 in the morning, there is um, a young man that enters the uh, the halfway house. Um, I think people are accustomed to just kind of walking in, uh, expecting reception, uh, even though I think maybe you guys use it more of as a home. So uh, you might be used to the fact that people just kind of walk in. Uh, there's probably a bell. Uh, is there anybody at reception right now? Oh, God, not me. Uh, I mean, I probably will answer if the bell is rung because I'm still kind of shuffling around the house furiously getting things in order. 
Yeah, there's a there's a young man who's wearing, um, uh, you know, it's it's cold out, so he has, um, he has like a leather jacket on, but like a brown leather jacket, and he has a button up shirt, really really clean cut type of guy, um, young maybe in his early twenties. Okay. Uh, and he has this big smile and perfect teeth. Um, it's like the kind of teeth that really you probably spend too much time on his teeth. You know, he, he just very, very good with the teeth or they were replaced. Who knows? But he's just like, hi, hi, how are you doing? Hi. Yes. Hi. Hello. Um, can I can I help you? Uh, I'm Alex Hale with uh, uh, with the church over here. The uh, uh, you, it's it's called the uh, um, it's in my notes and I forgot what it was with the uh, harvest. Emily, help me. Yeah, it's harvest something. Harvest um, Hills. Harvest Hills. There we go. Uh, I'm I'm um, over, pastor over here at the Harvest Hills Church, youth pastor, and uh, I just wanted to come and talk to you about this uh, program that we're starting up, and was, wanted to see if you uh, or any of your uh, uh, I don't know what you call them guests uh, ad- admits in the uh, in the facility here would like to participate. Um. Here's my card. Oh, uh, thanks. Thank you. Uh, hold on a second. Sure. And she's going to step away. Cabe! He's looking at the coffee machine, which is still kind of rusted over and cobwebbed. So I'm just like, I'm hollering for Cabe. (laughs) I come down, I have our towel on, I just got out of the shower. Oh, oh my. (laughs) Oh, uh, I did not what, mean what, to intrude. What? Oh, um, so there's uh, this gentleman here who is from the church and wants to know if their program can work with ours, maybe. And I thought maybe you were the best person to talk to, but I also did not know you were in the shower. So sorry. It's all right, hun. Your call was so urgent. I thought it might be an emergency. So I came right out. I'm sorry, sir, but you, as you can see, I'm a little bit indisposed. I'm not and by the even... way, Cabe is absolutely completely comfortable in this kind of nudity. He doesn't really give a crap. Uh, um, and he goes, why don't you go ahead and wait for me in the sitting room? I'll be down in five. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, I will, uh, I'll be in the sitting room. Where, where is the, where's the sitting room? I, I'll show you. And do you want, I don't know, coffee, water, something uh whatever the good lord provides uh well it's going to be whatever i find in the kitchen so hopefully god has stocked it up for us hopefully i like your sense of humor young lady uh and he he goes with you to the sitting room uh i'll be right back with something good beverage so I'm going to go off to the kitchen and see if we happen to have a fresh pot of coffee going or something. Uh, I am just, I'm going to say that, uh, I, what time of day is it? Pretty early morning? Yeah, it's, it's a roughly 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Raven has just, I'm not going to say Raven has just gotten up. I'm going to try to get Raven to eat food is what I, is my, and, not knowing someone from the church is that way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is Alex Hale. He's a youth pastor. You know him well. Basically the yeah. second in command. Yeah. Uh, so he thinks we're best friends in some other life. <laughs> no. 
so Raven is um, sleeping. So you wake her up. She will um, kind of just hole up in the corner, and and she's looking distant. Like she's obviously been sleeping, but it's not tired that you're seeing. It's sort of distance and despondence. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's really bothering or weighing on her, and she's not really talking. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of sit there and, you know, that thing you do when someone is just waking up, you kind of like run a hand over their shoulder or something just to be like, wake up. We're not close enough for me to like run my hand over through her hair, but mm-hmm. there is that, you know, running your hand over her back. And uh, I'm just uh, after a minute or so of that, I'm like, you know, you can, uh, if there's something bugging you, you could talk to me or you could talk to anyone here, but. Yeah, it's almost like when you shake up a a pop. Mm-hmm. Midwest they call it pop, right? They call it pop. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I feel at home. It's like you shake up a pop, and then it's gonna blow. That's what it's like. I don't know what's happening. I don't feel like I can contain what's happening in my body. Yeah. Um, so. The same thing happened to me just a year ago. Like a whole bunch of stuff hit me all at once. And I realized some things I maybe should have realized long ago. And it's hard because it's almost like you start out skiing at the top of the hill and then you go downhill and it's faster and faster and faster. You're not sure if you can stop. But at a certain point, you realize you know how to ski and like you have the poles and you know how to guide yourself and like the part where you're scared becomes the part where you're excited at how fast you can go now do you want to have some cheerios i'm not really that hungry thank you though you gotta eat raven you gotta eat something okay um i just just a a writerly aside uh, abigail knows the power of a chosen name being spoken and says says the word raven a lot Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and do a move here because you are trying to get her to do something that she does not want to do. Yes. Um, and we look on the um, if we look at the, uh, the new conflicts right now. Uh, right now we have Solar Eclipse and Seven Sisters are coming. Those are going to be in play probably for a while. Um, Raven hasn't been eating, it should say, and Alex Hale are here. So we'll be confronting Raven hasn't been eating. Okay. And I think you're doing uh, a befriend, it sounds like to me, because you're, you're, yeah. you're doing this to get closer to her, not necessarily to, you know, yeah. cause her to do something. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's uh, plus mercy. Yeah, that's mercy. Okay. Yeah, that is a 10. Great. Okay. So um, that uh, conflict is resolved and you get a charm. Oh, and everybody hey. else should have an, a charm for starting the session. So you you all have one, and so have you two have now. two. Yeah. So um, the power you have you have narrative control, and Raven's off the board, so you can control her right now. Okay, and, and decide right. what happens. Um. Yeah. So Abigail's like, listen, you haven't eaten anything in days. Like I saw you had a little bit of that tomato soup last night, but. That's not enough. You need something to live off of. So whatever you like, as long as we have the ingredients, I'll make it for you. I'm a pretty good cook. This is a lie. Um, 
but uh yeah whatever you like um and uh raven is sort of like like burrows her head down um and is like i like those little oatmeal packets that you like add the water to and then you make like oatmeal in the microwave and uh abigail is like um you know, I think we have some of those. They might be from 1987, but I think we have some of those. So uh, she gets Raven up out of bed, and they head downstairs to uh, to see that, um, yes, uh, is it all right if I say without spending charm that there are oatmeal packets in this house? Uh, yeah, you have narrative control at this point. Okay, great. So yeah, there, are, there, the are, conflict, yeah. there are oatmeal packets in this house, so I enter the kitchen and start preparing some in the uh, microwave. Okay, and um, the sitting room is opposite of that. So uh, mm-hmm. I think as you go down, though, you recognize the cologne mm. that Alex Hale uses. Because he uses a lot of it. How common is this cologne? Uh, it is probably not uh, that common um, because it's his signature cologne. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I'm like. But I also am like, I don't think Alex would ever be here. Like, how would Alex be here? So, like, that's kind of what's rotating through my head. Uh, and uh, I just uh, decide I'm going to hang out in the kitchen as long as I'm humanly possible. Just in case. Uh, what's Albert doing during all this? Um, it's been a rough morning for Albert. The mornings have been getting rougher, but today was the roughest. Um he struggles to wake up, and the first thing he does is he's realizing that he's waking up in a sweat, which hasn't happened in a long time. And he reaches up, um, and he finds a thread, one of those, one of the many threads that he's strung all across his room. And he, as he runs his finger across it, it's almost as if it's the needle of a record player scratching along and as he runs his finger across the line it's it's almost as if he's starting to come back to himself as if he's remembering again and he traces it and traces it until his finger hits the tag that he's hung there the tag says albert white feather and again the same ritual he does every morning my name is albert my name is albert albert white feather and this is a safe place he begins the rest of the day and walks down the hall he kind of stops by raven's room and sees oh she's up that's good uh he continues down and then he notices there's someone else there's another presence in this house that isn't a coven member and he kind of just like eases over and he's going to observe from afar as he usually does and he's going to listen into uh who this person is that cabe is speaking with uh, cabe's not there yet it's just mel and this youth pastor okay um he's he's going to be just watching and observing before he makes any decisions yet so uh what did you find uh in the kitchen there uh i think that if this is okay with uh jim that before you went and did your got your shower you did a pot of coffee so it'd be ready when you got out of the shower it seems like something you would do so i feel like there was coffee 
that was that available. sounds completely appropriate yeah so i'm gonna bring up a, a cup of coffee the lord does provide <laughs> thank you uh and what's your name uh i'm mel mel i uh, i'm i'm alex uh do do you work here uh are you a patient or what do they call the people I, that are mm, mm, uh people <laughs> like we don't have an official name for them as far as i know actually i walk in we don't like labels it makes things a little bit more difficult uh, uh yes uh, uh thank you for the coffee um it, it oh, yeah. it's a pleasure to meet My you coffee yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you two discuss things. Oh, right smile and a shake of hands. Uh, yeah, he, he has a good grip, you know. Drenching in cologne, really great teeth. <laughs> Please have a seat. Let's have a chat. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I'm I'm with the church here uh, in town, and I was uh, we're looking to expand our ministry to uh, places with. Uh, unfortunates that might need a little bit of the light of Jesus in their lives. So I've been visiting places like yourselves to uh, see if we could come up with a, uh, uh, a an event or a, an activity or something. We bring in the people that are troubled here into the light. Uh, and, uh, you know, it can be as simple as a Thanksgiving dinner or uh, or any sort of service uh, that, that we can provide as, a, as an organization. And I uh, just wanted to kind of pick your brain about that. I'm, I'm used. I'm, I'm I'm really focused more on the uh, the young people and uh, and their challenges as they discover themselves and their place in this world. Well, faith is a very important part of discovering your place in the world, don't you think? Uh, uh, well, yes. Well, as you know, our organization is non-nominational. We don't really. Uh, uh, align ourselves with any faith since we like to keep our options open depending on who comes in we don't like to be discriminatory in any way actually it's part of our charter and part of the reason why we get money from the government we uh serve everyone equally well, I, but i don't see I any problem that. i don't see any problem with some light cooperation after all we both have the same purpose we bring we we want to bring light into the world well, well we're aligned um, may I ask, and if it's not, if it's too much uh, to disclose, I totally understand, but I might have an offer. I for touch it. him gently on the hand and go, don't worry, ask me whatever you want. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I have to ask as a uh, guide, why are you touching him on the hand? Because he finds him attractive. Oh, oh okay. So it's not like a move. Um, or maybe no, it is, but. Just. <laughs> okay. He's very handsome. I can confirm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I. Uh, it, and if this is too much of an imposition, I do not want you to feel uncomfortable. But uh, what what is your uh, uh, budget from the? Is it the city or the county that 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 uh, uh, gives you your your budget? Well, we have several contributors. The county actually is one of the primary ones, of course. And uh, you'd forgive me if I was uh, reluctant to disclose any actual numbers. Oh, sure, sure. Well, the, but the reason I ask is because you know our our congregation really does invest invest in the community. And if there was an opportunity for us to adopt this center, 
we would be interested in that. I do not know what the budget is, but I do know that in service to God, we could do really great work with the youths here in this center. And you wouldn't be confined by what the county says you should and should not do. I mean, I've heard uh, whispers as this new county supervisor's causing a little bit of uh, havoc. Are you familiar with the Jewish faith? Jewish, oh, well, yes, the chosen people of God, absolutely. Do you know why they wear a yarmulke? Well, I, I think it has something to do with prayer. It uh, symbolizes the idea that there's always someone above you. And God is always watching. Well, we have so, no disagreement there. When we are in this business, there's always someone above us. And uh, those are usually the people that are kind enough to contribute. Now, one of the reasons why we like taking money from the county, as long as we fill their guidelines that are somewhat basic and very altruistic, uh, we're free to govern ourselves as we will. Now, now of course, uh, you would see that uh, us uh, giving away any of that autonomy is a difficult proposition to begin with. So if this was something that we were interested, we'd have to discuss exactly what those limitations are and how much uh, contribution you would have. Well, it's just a suggestion. I will go back to the pastor and we'll talk it over. I think that... uh I, and I don't mean to intrude. It's just it. It just comes as an opportunity. I think. Uh, well, it, we're it, always looking for are, new opportunities, and we always have our door open for generous people that have kindness in their heart, and that's really what we're all about: is kindness of the heart. Oh yes, yeah, and yeah, I do yeah. believe that. I do believe that you, such a sweet man as yourself, your intentions are absolutely pure, and I don't. Uh, I uh, don't want to cast any aspersions, but you have to know that this uh, organization is run by a board, and I would have to run anything directly through them, and I would have to have a, a higher level of detail in order to be able to do so. But I like this as an introductory, introductory conversation. Our our hearts are open to whatever you have to offer. Well, that's great. And you know, if the county pulls the plug for whatever reason, you know, we're here for you with your safety net. Why will- would they ever do that? Well, you know, there's whisperings around here that uh, there's some unsavory folk trying to get in on what you're doing here. And small town, we hear the accusations that are coming in front of, uh, you know, oh, uh, well. things that I know that you're not doing. But there are whispers of of uh, um, unsavory activities. Uh, I, I don't really want to go into the rumors, but that's we can help you. Oh, bring a little legitimacy to our organization, you see? Oh, well, uh, whatever you might call it, but uh, we just want to help the youths that are impacted here, and that's that's my interest. So, uh, Well, uh, why don't you leave me your contact information and let me go over this, and uh, we'll be in touch. He hands you his card. Uh, very good, and uh, maybe we could do a potluck or something. We can bring some of our goods here and host a Thanksgiving dinner. Well, we definitely do have the space, and we have hungry stomachs to feed. I would welcome that. Very good. I will. I will call you about that. Very good. It's been very nice to meet you. I'm surprised we haven't run into each other before. Well, maybe you should go to church. Oh, maybe I should. It's been a while. He's. Uh, he. He. This is obviously the close of the conversation, but he's actually pausing a little uncomfortably long to look around. And actually finds himself going the other direction, which is actually towards the kitchen. 
No. Uh, could I offer you anything else from the kitchen since you're on your way? Oh, no. I was just going to return this coffee mug uh, and, and get it all washed up for you. Nah, that's fine. I'll go ahead and uh, take that from you. After all, that is my black green coffee that I have imported from the West Coast. So, um, why, why are you doing that? Do you want to uh, just get them out, or are you actually trying to protect Emily, who might be in there? Not Emily. I am trying to protect uh, Emily, who might be in there. I'm trying to protect everybody else uh, yeah. that's in here from right, this guy. So that is I'm getting a, bad vibes. Yeah, you're going to be confronting Alex Hales here and the um, conflict, and the move is protect, which is a mercy rule. Okay. With my plus one mercy, that is an eight. Okay. Uh, he, he he does stop, and he just hands you the coffee and says, well, uh, uh, very good, then. I guess there's nothing left to see. Uh, it says, in a, oh, you're muted. Well, I appreciate you dropping by, and you just give us a call any other time you want to come by. A call. I understand. And he kind of curtly leaves. All right. What now? The um, well, actually, that might conclude the chapter because Alex Hale is not there anymore. Well, actually, I'm going to look for Abigail and make sure that she is okay and not in a place where she could be, you know, observed from a window outside since this guy might be peering in. Uh, I have positioned myself with my back to everything because the microwave is just conveniently there on the counter. Uh, it's conveniently positioned in a way that I can turn my back so that uh, if anybody saw me, they'd just see my wig and um, etc. cetera. Uh, so uh, that was, I prepared for in case, because the second I heard that voice, I was like, shit. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I have positioned myself in a way that hopefully he won't be able to see me. Um, yeah. I do want to say that like Abigail has never mentioned to any of you who she is, but because of her status within the community, some of you may have figured it out. So, um, but yeah, Abigail is not forthcoming about that information. Oh. So, yeah, you get into the kitchen. It seems like Abigail's okay. Um, uh, is Mel in there too? Uh, probably. And Raven. Yeah. Happily eating her apples and cinnamon oatmeal. <laughs> we had a lovely little visit from the youth pastor from the church. Yeah, oh. did that go okay? No. Oh. Albert is going to now walk in and join the others having observed from afar apparently there have been rumors of certain uh, activities at this house that there are unsavory he was unwilling to give any details but apparently someone is trying to besmirch our good name we're gonna move into a meeting chapter now i think the conflicts are subsided so you have narrative control if you need it i mean then we should probably find out what people are saying exactly. Right? I would agree. Yes. They're saying you're witches. She's eating her oatmeal. 
and um, Abigail is just standing and listening and is like, yeah, they're always on the lookout for that sort of thing there. Who exactly is they? Everybody. Uh, I mean... Dad, Dad's uh, saying it. I know a little bit about Harvest Hills Church. I went there a little bit, you know, a while back. And, um, yeah, they really preach about how witchcraft is bad and, like, how it's a corrupting influence in the world. And, um, you know, how we're all Satanists, which, I mean, cool in some sense. But also, yeah, they kind of want to, like, eradicate us. Sounding a lot like the ravens that visited us not long ago. Yeah, I'm a little less worried about people that can turn into birds than I am about the church across the way. I go ahead because they got something that they've got to hide as well that they can do. But as opposed to just yay God, I have friends in the church. I think I can handle them. Well. Uh... I would say that this higher level of scrutiny on us is uh, badly timed, seeing that we have several covens of uh, our kind come to visit very soon. And if uh, nothing, will, nothing will serve better than to spotlight our guilt as to what they are accusing us of than several hundred overpowered witches in the middle of a magic vortex. Discretion isn't necessarily one of our strong suits, especially when so many of us gather. Could we tell them that it's a gathering of other halfway houses or something? Like a convention, like a like a halfway house convention, where we just happen to be like raising the dead on moss. I don't know what happens at these things. That only happened one year. We stopped doing that. Okay. All right. Mm. Although mob of zombies attacking the church does give me a giggle. Yeah, yeah. Albert bites his tongue. Mm. Or oh, in a merely an ironic way. Uh look, why don't I see if I can reach out to some of my friends at the church and uh, see what they're saying or if this is just Alex sometimes goes on fishing trips and I wonder if this is just one of those fishing just like he has a, like a suspicion and then he tries to go see if he can confirm it you know like um I'm sure there's rumors about us around town, so he might have heard them. Like, he might just be doing this on his own. It might not be church-sanctioned. Like, there's a difference between one guy. We can handle one guy like that. Like, the whole church, that's trickier. Well, he did come in uh, guise of his organization and wanted to uh, put together a potluck or fundraiser along with us, so... I would assume that he had some authority to be able to make such offers. Yeah, but, you know, so there's lots of times when people go and just do a thing without telling anybody they're doing it and then just assume that 
when they get the okay, it'll be fine. That like they can just go ahead and proceed. I mean, we know about that here too. Like there's been all kinds of people who've just been like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. And um, then it, you know, we, we all kind of go along with it. Um, I'm just saying a church isn't that dissimilar from us. They're just, this one's playing on the other side. Easier to ask for uh, forgiveness and permission. Yes, exactly. Well, I get a feeling that a lot of people around here are keeping secrets, and there are a lot of disadvantages to that. And that uh, secrets never really get kept, because truth always finds a way. I think they're keeping something secret. They know something, and they want to act on it. And they know that we're keeping something secret. So we got to make sure that the right bubble bursts on this one. Raven finishes her oatmeal and says, My dad told them. Oh. I'm... You're... Your dad's an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you but, cursed him. I thought nobody would pay attention to what he said. I <sighs> thought I did. Perhaps he is more cunning than I thought. We live through an inquisition. We'll live through this. Don't worry about it, doll. We'll be all right. Comparisons to inquisitions don't really instill a lot of confidence. Well, you said a baseline with worst case scenario. Yeah, you figure out the worst and you figure out the best. And like, you just assume neither of those is likely to happen. And can't you just witch him away or something? I mean, how does the magic work? How would you like me to witch away your family, honey? No, the church. The people that are... People would probably... People would probably notice if we did that. You have to be more subtle about it. You can't just, like, blow it up unless it's... I mean, you could. But, it like, you really want to know you had... That was what you wanted to do. Something about that phrase seems to have struck Albert in a deep way. Um, He's doing less of a good job hiding his reactions. Um, But he's doing that thing again where he's he's visibly working through something and trying to not make it look like he wants to talk. But he, he does want to talk. Uh... So, where do we go from from here? We need more information, and uh, Abigail was kind enough to offer her services in order to be able to get some more of that. Once we know a little more, maybe we can find out a more clear course of action. As for right now, other than blowing some things up, which I highly don't recommend, uh, I say we stay put until we know more. Raven... Do you think I could have a chat with your father? Uh, I don't know. Raven shrugs. Where does he usually keep himself? He have a farm. But that's not where he goes. Wait a second. That was the youth pastor. Did he say anything about, like, taking care of the youth? That's what he kept talking about up and down. Well, Raven's dad tells the people at the church 
and they send the youth pastor. Abigail is not explaining how she knows this much about the church hierarchy, by the way. Uh, and they send the youth pastor, like, that's clearly what they're going to see is like their wedge into this. If they think we've like kidnapped a child, like, or taken a child, or even just like are corrupting a child, you know. I it was very intent on looking around. Yeah, I think that's their window in. I think that, um, yeah, I think that uh, a raven. Uh, well, if the clan can't get me, they're going to find somebody who can. No, nobody's going to get you, sweetie. Okay? Um, I'm going to look into this. We're going to figure this out. And it's just good to know that. It's good to have that information so we can know how to prepare. Right? Far darker things have threatened to darken our doorstep, and we remain. You're safe here. Oh, Dad's probably going to the militia by now. They're going to come back. He's trying every front he can do. Well, we prepared. Maybe because, like, I, KB would know what it's called. I, I don't remember, but, like, it's where you get, like, a divorce from your parents. Emancipation. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Maybe we can turn this back against them as abusive caretakers. Hmm. That's a very good idea. Would you be interested in that, my dear? Yeah. Oh, get the ball rolling on it, then. Uh, Lily, how old are you? Fifteen. Ah, all right. But if we can, maybe that that whole idea, just the crux of it, is uh, is interesting to me. This is a situation that requires arbitration, arbitration and judgment. Mayhaps if uh, we decided to have a hearing on your uh, status with members involved, where things are explained. I have to go see them again? No, you wouldn't have to go see them again. They'd probably be in your presence again, but I wouldn't suggest you going to see them at all. What I'm saying is maybe someone needs to be judged. Maybe things need to be looked at from all the angles. Perhaps a resolution can be uh, come up with that uh, people might agree to abide by. Much things can be gleaned from a person with me just being in the room with them. Well, uh, these people are professed witch killers. I wouldn't want you going there by yourself. I'll go. I think that a lot of us should go if anybody goes. So probably someone should stay behind and look after the girl. Okay, so what's the plan? The uh, focus of the meeting chapter is to get all of your resources and determine what to do next. I'm going to go to the church. That's my assumption. Um... Mel wants to go with Albert for the confrontation, but also realizes she's probably going to be stuck behind watching Raven. 
Raven, what do you suggest we do? If he's rounding up the militia, then they'd be at the train station. It's been a while since I've gone sightseeing. Maybe a trip. Albert's going to start walking towards his walking cane. Um, And he's just going to let whoever wants to come, come. But it seems like, uh, in Albert's mind, the plan will be to go and, and have a a look at the train station, at least. He has a suspicion. Well, I'm just going to say, I have a suspicion that there is something to this this rumor being spread about us and its source that needs to be nipped in the bud. This need not come to violence I just need to know for sure. Tell you what, I'll stay behind and start working on the emancipation paperwork and keep an eye on Raven. If you want to go, you guys go. Okay. Abigail. Mm. Yes. We will never ask you to do anything you don't feel ready for. I know. Good. I'm ready for this. I know. And kind of leaving it there, almost trying to hint that Albert knows a little bit more, but how much more? (laughs) We don't know. But there is this, there's like a moment of recognition of like, he's kind of been waiting for you to take this step. And he's, if he can convey being proud of somebody just by a look that's the look he's giving you right now. I'm just being like, what does he know? Oh my god. All right, we're going to go into a mission chapter. Uh, so I need to know if your um, uh, if you have if your aspect has changed and if you have a new aspect because you're now going to do a mission. Uh, mission chapters are sort of the opposite of menace chapters. This is when your witch can really shine. This is when you are the badass. This is the slow motion sequence as you're preparing to go and you know take some names. So um, your your uh, aspects magic will be in in wheel, which means you get an advantage. So you roll three dice and pick the highest two. So that's what you want to think about when you choose your aspect. Um, I'm going to switch aspects. I'm going to go with mother because I feel like she's feeling a little bit more like adult and capable going into this. I'm going mother too, because, um, this is a space that I know. Well, um, this is a space that I feel much as I hate it. I feel at home there. So, um, Reaching for the cane is also part of Albert, knowing that he's shifting into the crone. He's visibly looking more his age, the age that he should be. The wrinkles are a bit more defined. There's more gray in his beard. He's a bit more crooked and and bent. Um, but also, there is kind of like a coiled power to him, like kind of like a, a panther ready to spring kind of a presence. 
I'm going straight into Mother just because that's the role that I'm encompassing right now. Mm-hmm. I am a caregiver and a secure safety. So. Okay, so Albert and um, Mel, are you both going to the train station? I'm actually not sure where Mel was going. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going with Albert. Okay. I'm the only one staying put. Right. So, um, all right, I think we should start with... Where do we want to start? Hmm. I think we should start with the train station. I'm going to go get some water. (laughs) Do the thing... So uh, this is sort of uh, toward the center of town, but town is, eh. uh, there's a Main Street. Uh, many of the shops that were at Main Street are long closed. There's a theater down there that's closed. A lot of the commerce has moved into the suburbs, um, what few suburbs there are. But the uh, train station was sort of the uh, big uh, the big expense back in the the 50s when it was built and it was this multi-story sort of like neo-gothic structure uh but the line was killed back in like the early 80s so it's really been abandoned for the better part of what what is that 30 years or more almost 40 uh so this has been kind of where uh you know those without shelter or those are running away from the authorities or any of them they're all they hang out there. It's not a safe place to be. Uh, so, uh, you, this is probably about midday when you arrive. Uh, how do you get there? Uh, Albert doesn't drive. He doesn't like being in cars, but um, I don't know if Mel volunteers to take one of the the house cars. He'll He'll ride with, but he's not going to drive. Yeah, I could drive there. So, um, and so this is the mission. So this is like that moment in the movie where you're seeing, well, okay, they aren't just people; they're witches, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. So my, is, my slow motion scene, I think, will start when we when we get out of the car. Yeah. So the yeah, definitely <laughs> once getting out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Like? Go ahead. Um, the the car door swings open the first thing you see is uh, a boot. It's an old, dusty, leathery boot that kind of... Is it snowing at this point? Not yet, but it will be. It's It's cold. cold. Okay. Um, There's a boot that kind of crunches onto the gravel, and you pan up, and then you see the cane, and it's this really old, gnarled... It looks like literally like a long tree branch, Um, and at the top, it's... And it's it's been carved into what looks like animal totems, um, one head above the other. And you see this much older version of Albert very slowly but very intently walking out of this car. And in this moment, he's realizing how long it's been since he's been outside of the house. And his senses are sharp. He's tasting the air. He can tell um, the season of the plants nearby. He can feel so much. And he's also remembered this is why he doesn't leave the house. But in this moment, he's he's ready. He's a cannon that's been loaded. And he wanted to come here alone for that reason. And you kind of see that in his eyes. Um. 
I mean, Mel gets out of the car and she kind of seems to have a little bit more authority in her stride than she normally would. I think seeing Albert looking older has made her feel like, like she knows that he's super powerful, but it makes her feel like, you know, she can really shine as, you know, a backup here and be a protector in a way that she usually hasn't because she has so many problems with her uh, powers and worries about controlling them. But the fact that Albert trusted her enough to come with him, she, she looks more sure of herself than usual is kind of the, you know, cloak billowing behind her kind of moment. And, you know, standing next to Albert. Um, Albert's going to take a moment and share that many, many years ago, this was where I first came when I was seeking shelter. The trains had stopped running already, but this was the safest place in town for a person to disappear, to not be bothered by society, to find some measure of shelter a roof. The people in there are not our enemy. Not unless they make themselves that way. Good. Uh, There once was a parking lot here, but it's long since been overgrown um, and it's cold. So a lot of the, the the frost damage is done and all the weeds are dead. Um, But a convoy of uh, uh, motorcyclists and a couple of flatbed trucks come careening through. And there are all these sort of young men howling and yelling as they go by. And uh, one of them even whistles at you guys as they pass. Um, You can tell even uh, some of them are openly armed um, with rifles. And they go uh, kind of careening and they just sort of get off of their vehicles and start marching into the train station. Like, they own the place. Uh, Albert is going to walk straight in. He's going to be looking for clusters of people dressed in the way that the Raven clan were dressed. If that makes sense. Yeah, you... um when you come inside, it's sort of uh, all of the windows have been broken with time, and so you have these dusty beams of afternoon light coming through, uh, reflecting dust, dust all the way through this large, large open chamber. Uh, there are probably hundreds of people in there in various states, many of them sleeping in uh, sleeping bags at diff- different corners of the room. Some of them just sort of walking around, making deals with one another. Uh, and, and, and the moment you walk in, it's just a, a whole um, uh, murder of crows just goes scattering from inside the chamber out the windows. And a lot of people are now just sort of looking over at you. Um, you're strangers. This kind of these militia type people are, are all in there and they're uh, kind of taken over a corner of the building where they're just sort of hanging out and checking ammunition and and sitting there and just sort of uh, goofing off, but when you come in, they all stop and look at you. And so the entire station, all of the people in there are quietly watching. Um, Albert is going to you know, put on a show of looking 
as old as he's appearing now and he is kind of straining his breath a little bit more and um and he's you know kind of projecting out into the crowd to no one person particularly but he's he's saying begging your pardon but where might a lost pilgrim find some shelter me and my granddaughter are in need of some help be there any good christians among you okay what's your goal here what's your objective what do you want to have? i want them to bring me to whoever's in charge so this is a navigate others mm. which is wisdom and you're confronting a volatile militia i'm gonna change the desktop so people see the conflicts that are in play Are they volatile? Maybe they're just under misunderstood militia. <laughs> Marginalized militia. <laughs> um, shall I be rolling something? Oh, yes, sorry. You're, you're rolling okay. your wisdom. And, uh, wisdom. I you were in Mother, right? I am in Crone. Oh, you're in Crone. That's right. Okay. <laughs> this you is a big not deal a... about that. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole slow motion scene about this, Chris. Yeah. Have some more of this coffee. Actually, Oil like a panther I am. <laughs> while you're rolling that, I'll be right back. I need to close the door because I'm afraid okay. some night animals are about to get in. Okay. <laughs> I hope some night animals get in. Yes. It's just like raccoons and like some coyotes. It'd be great. Maybe a possum. Yeah, I was afraid a crow possum flies get in. in. Possum. Freak out. Yeah. Okay, so uh, do I roll one dice or two dice here? So you're rolling I, two. Um, okay. It's three, take the best two, right? Uh, not only on magic. Only oh, on magic. Gotcha. Okay, so it's just two for this. Okay. Uh, six and a five. Well, that's And then I'm. Uh, I believe I'm. Do I get a minus? I believe I get a minus one if I'm in crone. Your crone is will right. Give you a I am in a. One. It'll give you a plus one if you are. Oh, I'm. I'm okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. No, then that's a six and a five. All right, cool. So, um, you have. I'm going to say subdued the militia, which means it might come back as a conflict. Okay. Uh, but you have narrative control. They're still in play, uh, so uh, you can kind of narrate their action. You know, their their reaction, but not necessarily their action. Yeah. I'm making a show of being very a very vulnerable, maybe a little bit senile old man trying to just find some cover, find, trying to find a place to, you know, maybe sleep the night off. Um, and he's he's presenting himself in such a way that he's trying to sniff out who kind of speaks that language of um, God and service, but like in a zealous way he's trying to work his way up into um who's in charge here okay and um and so but what what happens i would Does say come forward you have narrative control we just can't control the militia yeah i would say somebody comes forward and says perhaps you should you should meet with i don't know what the name is yet but um, he knows who to meet with yeah yeah okay I, yeah he's going to make an introduction for me or he's going to point me to how to make that happen uh the the, the militia i was sort of taunting you they're kind of like chuckling quietly to themselves but they don't posture just, mm. you know, like, mm-hmm. 
one of them actually looks over at Mel's like, that one yours? <laughs> and then goes back to the other guys. Shoot them like the dirtiest look. <laughs> so um, the, this this kind of this homeless guy, probably um, maybe a little older, walks you into the train station and actually brings you downstairs. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, the... Um, door has been left open uh, at the halfway house and Cave realizes this because a chill comes in and then suddenly dawns on him Raven's gone she snuck out okay um, I am going to try to suss out which direction she went it's snowy out are there any prints out front it's cold, but not snowy. Uh, but there might be prints, because if it gets cold enough, you'll leave prints in the dead grass. Um, so you can do a... Um, is it called assess? I don't know. We haven't used that move very much. <laughs> I have it in front of me. Uh, but there's a wisdom roll uh, to, I guess, the conflict Raven is missing. I should probably pull up the character sheets. Awareness, that's what it's called. You can also divine, too, if you want to go that way. Since it's a mission, it's, you're actually encouraged to use magic because you get an advantage when you do. If you can make your magic work. Oh, your audio. Nothing magic-wise really seems to work mm-hmm. uh, for this, so I think I'm just going to go for the mundane roll. Okay. Uh, and that is at a minus two, which I got a five. Okay. Um, so you go out, and you really don't have any idea where she's gone, but you can tell by the prince that she didn't leave. She was taken. Hmm. That's interesting. And worse. What would you like to do? Well, uh, Abigail's already at the church, so I'm going to send her a text letting her know that Raven has been taken and to keep your eyes peeled she might have been taken to the church and then I'm going to move over to the train station I'm going to lock the door behind me though okay so uh, we'll cut to Abigail who um, gets that text and this is at the point you're walking into the church mm-hmm. um, and you can go ahead and describe what that looks like this is a mission uh, so this is a Monday before Thanksgiving, so it's one of the, the Mondays traditionally the least busy day at a church, um, and it's one of those big, uh, almost like a like a like a big box store, but for religion, um, it's one of those like big spaces that has you know the the 
the very vaguely beige everything. Um, there's a little coffee shop off in the corners. You enter, there's some kids running around because there's a school here. Uh, but like the sanctuary itself is all locked up. Um, it's kind of quiet here. It's not uh, as busy as it would be, but most of like church staff is here and the last sort of uh, trickle of kids coming in from recess to head back to their classes early. Yeah, I'm assuming Abigail's in guy mode. Abigail's so in guy mode. Abigail is like wearing the the the, the popped collar. Uh, you know, has the frosted tips. Um, yeah, it's straight up evangelical Christian dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so your text gets in. You get um, Cave's text, but you are also getting about twelve, thirteen texts from Jocelyn at the same time. And it's sort of kind of intermixed with all these texts, but the texts are, why do they keep doing this? Why do they keep doing this? Why do they keep doing this? Why? And there's like 13 of those. And in the middle of there, there's a blip from Cave that says, uh, Raven's got, I don't know what Cave wrote. <laughs> like, Raven's been taken or something like that. So I stare at this, and you know how when you get texts you don't want to get, but you have to do something else? They just become like a splinter that's like driving further into your brain. I have to shut that phone off because I have a different phone for my other life. And I turn that phone on and I have to just like put that in my, the other one in my pocket uh, because I have to go be another person. So um, your, your dad, pastor Hawkins, what's his first name? Uh, I don't think he has a name, so let's give him one right now. Um, let's say his name is, uh, uh, William Hawks, Bill Hawks. Hawks. All right. So, uh, your dad is there, obviously, uh, kind of, Mm. uh, you know, moseying around. He doesn't have a lot to do at that Mm -hmm. point and sees you come in and says, "Oh, oh yeah, come on over here. I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, hi. <clears throat> what you doing here, anyway? Uh, you know, I'm um, uh, I'm just uh, stopping by. I was going to talk to Alex. Alex. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he's back in the office. You know, we're uh, we're great friends. So I was going to see what he, uh, you know, if he wanted to do anything this week or if he was tied up with Thanksgiving plans. Well, I hope he is. We have a big event this weekend. By the way, you are helping out, right? on thursday night of course of course wouldn't miss it wouldn't miss it for the world uh i haven't seen much of you i wanted to talk to you about that i mean i've I've been here i've been for services and and all this stuff i need to do right am i missing things that are important well you know you haven't been home to see your mother at all this week and uh, i i kind of needed some help around here setting up for the events uh, just wondering where you've been. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Are, are, are you? Um, you know, I, I really, uh, I'm worried about a friend of mine, and I thought Alex might be able to tell me how to help her. Um, but you know, uh, maybe you know that that's that's not going to happen. Maybe I should just go. Oh, what's your motivation here? She doesn't want to confront her dad. Okay. She just doesn't want. To. 
she doesn't want to be having this conversation. <laughs> uh, but like, I think, I, I think that if he was, if he literally, if he was just like, Hey, we need to talk about this. She'd be like, Oh, okay. And like, like she's, she would crumble, but she just really doesn't want to be here. So. Okay. So I think what we're going to do is roll protect. Okay. To protect herself, uh, which is mercy against the conflict. Uh, dad's in the way. Okay. Um, that is an eight. Okay. He, um, when he, when he sees you kind of act that way, he's like, what? Uh, now I don't want to say that you're acting weird, but you're acting a little weird. So I'd like you to stop by the house tonight. Maybe we could do a little bit of, uh, you know, get some scripture out. Uh, work on some things together. Yeah, um, I was uh, supposed to take uh, Megan to Olive Garden. Oh, of course. Um, you were. Okay, he's in the back, and you know it'd be nice to see you every now and then, son. Thank you. And he just sort of huffs off. Let's have a breath. She's been holding the whole time since she walked in, uh, and heads in back to the office area, which she knows well. She has an office back there uh, to look for Alex. Okay. Meanwhile, back in the train station, <laughs> scoop around a bit. Uh, so the two of you are brought down into um, a cold basement. Uh, this used to be uh, probably a uh, a waiting room because uh, it's sort of nearby where the boarding area would have been for the trains. Uh, but it's 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 since you know carpet's all gone, and if it's not gone, it's been used in bad ways, and it's not a very pleasant place. And the very back is a. Um, is a a uh, an older man um obviously unbathed unwashed uh and he is sitting in one of the only chairs you've seen in this entire complex and it's like one of those kind of um aluminum fold chairs with like the plastic strips and and he's sitting in that and he is he has a a copy of the bible with him and he's a sort of really torn tattered old gross it's been with him probably for years and he's he's just sitting there reading, and that's where he leads you. He says, uh, "This is uh, this is Joseph. He takes care of some of us in here." Thank you very much. Um, do does this Joseph look at all familiar from our encounter a few nights ago? Was he among the the visitors that came to our coven? No, but okay. you both realize once she looks up at you that he is a witch. Interesting. Witches can kind of sense it. Yeah. You, know, you can sense mm-hmm. sort of a, an aura coming mm-hmm. from him. Mm. Okay. That changes a lot of my approach. Um, I'm going to log over at, at Mel to see if she's noticed what I've noticed. She has, but I don't know if she's showing you that. Yeah, I think she probably, mm, like, takes just the tiniest bit of a step back from them Mm. when she realizes it, but tries to, this is her chance to try and be cool. So she's going to try and Mm. not show too much. Um. Albert is going to 
stands, you know, in front of the person. He's not going to invite himself to sit or anything. He's going to stand and see if um, the person says anything first. Uh, he's just looking up and looking at you. Obviously, okay. he must know too, but he doesn't let on. Okay. This is an old, I think this is one of those old, like, whoever speaks first loses situations. So Albert's trying to play the game, but he's he just doesn't have the patience right now. Um, uh, I suppose introductions are no longer necessary, given that we all know each other in the way that we do. I've heard rumors, but I was never sure. I believe it was those very rumors that brought me to your doorstep today. I would love to address what you might have heard. Well, I don't pay much mind, but he's flipping through the Bible again. I've heard that there are some devil worshippers out in the suburbs that is concerning only if you worship the devil ah here it is uh, there's a passage in here I've always really enjoyed about uh, the son that has left his father and has many trials and tribulations before coming back one of my favorites but do enlighten me again well, I believe that there is a missing young girl that should be with her family. I'm thinking maybe she's with you. Uh, can we talk about what defines family? Because family isn't just blood. Albert winces at that and he's like, oh, f- okay 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 we're co- we can okay we can go with this <laughs> it doesn't matter to me how you define family but i do have a role here in this place with these lost souls their family structure is more important than anything and when that structure crumbles they lash out mundanes may be susceptible to our powers but if one is driven enough they can destroy our way of life I have to protect my coven too I do not need a war civil or otherwise in my hearth I'm sure you understand. In more ways than you may imagine. It is a difficult task juggling this safety, this security that we must create, carve out of a world of so much chaos and hatred and bigotry that would otherwise see us gone from this earth. It's a heavy burden, one I recognize in your shoulders. I'm fearful of asking. 
is she with you? At this point, it would be foolish for us to waste time. There is no hiding information from each other. So she is. And you would know that she has chosen that path because she has found her family. You have initiated her. She initiated herself. I'm afraid this will be war. He looks up and you uh, you see there are several armed militia people standing behind you, uh, blocking the staircase back up. And we'll cut there. Oh, okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take something away. Go ahead. No, it's... Uh, uh, it can wait. It can wait. Are you sure? I was just going to do a magic about it if they're starting to be real aggressive. They are. So... I was I was gonna maybe do a thing about it. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and do it since you had a thing ready. Uh, this is the conflict is uh, well, volatile militia is still in play, but it's subdued. Sure. So here's an interesting uh, way that this game works. I can make a new conflict, uh, but what will happen is it'll escalate the situation. Um, sure. So, uh, and I'll pay you a charm, or you can just spend a charm and and go after the same conflict. Um. I guess I can spend a charm for that. Okay. Um, what magic are you doing? I wanted to use one of my crone powers, even though I'm in Mother, but sure. it's the... Um, you reveal to the subject, and all of those you choose that are connected with them, their untimely and violent ends. I want to scare the shit out of them. <laughs> You're going after the militia, right? Uh, well, it's the target and whoever I choose, so I I really want it to be focused on um, Joseph, but also, like, the guys that are starting to move in. Like, I want them all to be kind of taken aback, and I want to scare them, basically. Sure. Okay. All right, so what does it look like when you cast this? How, do, how does your magic look? Um, I think with this, it's just... Uh, a little more subtle looking i think she kind of goes very dark and very sort of uh almost sallow looking um while she's casting this and it's just uh, a little bit like uh, a willow-esque kind of thing where her eyes look darker and everything about her just seems more um uh almost vampiric in a way and it's just a wave of energy that just ripples out affecting them and as it ripples through them kind of like uh shows them what their you know untimely and violent ends would be if they're going to continue with this so basically we're not it's a show of force mm-hmm. sure all right uh that's a severity role um just a straight roll because it's not within your aspect right now. Okay. Uh, severity. So I have a plus two to severity. That's my jam. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Oh yes. Oh no. The dice have betrayed me. I have a six. Oh. Damn. 
Mm. Just the, under. The moment that you uh, cast the spell, you hear the slamming of the Bible shut. He sh- slams it shut. And um, there is this brilliance, sort of this angelic brilliance that just forms in front of them and envelops the entire room and then comes back into his Bible. And he's just looking at you. It uh, doesn't seem to have any effect at all. However, you're feeling a very strong presence in there. Um, I think you might even be able to see it, but we'll we'll hold there. Mm. Okay. Uh, so let's go back to uh, the um, halfway house. Cave has just left and was uh, discovered that Raven was taken. What do you do now? Well, I'm... I'm leaving Abigail to reconnoiter the uh, church and the other possible location would be the train yard. So I'm heading towards the train yard. Okay. All right. So um, very angrily. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll cut to the point when you arrive at the train yard, uh, uh, the train station. And there is, um, as I described before, a lot of homeless here and there, some other people that are uh, obviously the the local militia um, who probably practice their their shooting out there. You know, sort of this lawless area. Um, so, do you just go straight in? I, I'm picturing you being yeah. sort of the. So I, I drive in in the Lincoln, and I'm wearing my black trench coat. And you see him pull a gun, a revolver, out of the glove compartment and put in his back belt. Get out of the car, sort of billowy, and just sort of walk straight towards the train station. Okay. Uh, so you come inside, and there is uh, a lot of people in there, in the corners. Uh, all of them stop and look at you. Uh, you feel a pulse of magic, which actually you I can identify as Craft of Mary, has just kind of exploded beneath uh, beneath you. So they're, they're in the basement. Something's happening in the basement. Now, now, you don't know if that's related to Raven or not. I am assuming that the people in here look armed. Some of them do, but uh, they aren't, like, you know, wielding their weapons. So you do see some of these sort of, like, suburban militia people in there. Uh, and they are looking at you, but they don't view you as a threat. They're not coming at you. In fact, some of them are kind of moving over towards the staircase that go down uh, that goes down into the basement i want to enact a magic spell i'm going to use black terra and that allows me to take full control of a mortal group mhm and um which conflict are you confronting? I'm going to move over to the board so we can look at it. We have uh, Raven is missing. The Raven clan is here. There's a volatile militia. Those are the ones that could apply. Uh, mm. The Raven clan is here probably is a good one. Are any of these uh, conflicts already uh, dealt with? Well, one was or? subdued, and then uh, a charm was spent to reenact it, <laughs> to put it back in play. 
but it wasn't subdued again. So it's it's open. The volatile militia, but that's happening downstairs. Although you can see some of them moving that direction. So they could be a target. You don't know the Raven clan is here, but if you go after that conflict, it will affect them. Um, and Raven is missing. Uh, probably doesn't apply based on the magic you're using. Unless you're trying to divine. Nope. I am going to uh, conf- uh, confront the militia, and I'm going to take control of the militia. Okay. That is severity. Yes. Are you in Crone? All right, so that and very you, much in Crone, I so rolled that, a thirteen. That means, so okay, I was going to say. <laughs> nice. That you get more than that. All right, so um, what does it look like? What happens? You have complete control now. The uh, militia is going to be resolved, I think, at this point. So you can just tell me what happens. I'm just going to smile at him and says, y'all fillers are with me. And I start going downstairs. There's some soldiers behind you. Well, soldiers, or, you know, they have hunting gear. All right, so uh, back at the church. Um, you Hello. You into the office uh, to see yeah. Alex. Yeah, going back to see Alex. Um I'm a little unclear on how my uh, seeing slash talking to ghost powers work. So I'm going to ask you. Please. Uh, Yeah. So say there was a funeral at the church a couple days ago. Would would there be like a spirit hanging around that I could see and or communicate with? Or do I have to do like a spell for that? Um, Yeah, you you would probably need need to do magic to an extent. Now, the the Hecate have a natural ability to see spirits, Mm -hmm. but it might be difficult to talk to the spirit especially if the spirit doesn't know their spirit you know or all mm-hmm. the other things that happen um and you know if there is a funeral obviously you'll need to pay charm for that to be true i know i'm, I'm just trying to decide if i want to do that um mm-hmm. i don't think i need to just yet um yeah i'm gonna head back uh and um knock on alex's door and be like hey bro hey yeah come on in how are you uh i'm 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 fine i i've been you know busy 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 uh listen i i uh i've been um working with the the halfway house over in salem um we were uh pulling together a a program for uh and abigail's beginning to realize how not thought out this lie is but it's just gonna keep going with it yeah we were um we're putting together a program to bring in some um out of towners uh they're they're having a a a, a halfway house convention and uh bringing some out of towners well yeah they're they're you know it's like a meeting and um uh you know they just want they're just gonna meet up and talk about that's uh, salem's hearth you're talking about yeah yeah salem's hearth you know um i just thought you know if they're going to be in town, we should show them around. Uh, so I was working with them on, you know, outreach, and they could come see the Christmas show. You know, all that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I, I wouldn't go with them. Uh, you know, between you and me and the Lord, uh, I I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they're right. I've heard rumors that they've been with Satan. With oh. I don't think that's true. I'm at a I, very. I, I went you know. there myself, and there's something strange about them. I don't. I don't like them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a an event there. Maybe get some more information, but I, I just don't feel safe. 
doing oh, doing anything with them. I don't. I didn't. I never got that vibe. I mean, do you really think there are Satanists here? Come on, Alex. My God. I've heard a lot of rumors. I heard that they kidnap people. Uh the halfway house. Maybe they're just creepy. I don't know, but it, there's something rubs me wrong about them. Okay. Well. I got I got a call from my my contact over there. Um, her name is uh, Abigail, uh, and uh, she mentioned that they had um, a problem with one of their uh, their uh, people who stayed there. Uh, teenage girl uh, has, coming from an abusive home. Exactly the kind of person the church should want to help. Um, I you know if you hear anything because I know you're tapped in with the youths. Uh, you know. Uh, just drop me a line. So, what's your motivation here? Um, I want to. I want to, like, you know. Um, I want to find out if he's involved. So you want to see this. if he like gives a tell or something when he. Yeah, if yeah. he gives a tell, or if he like knows more than he's letting on, or if he's just a patsy, you know. Is it? Do you, is there a divination spell, or do you want to just do it? Uh, let me. Let me see. I think there may be a divination spell. But let's find out. Um. No, not really. Um, I, I, I could, um, yeah, not really. I don't have a um, a great way to do that. So I'm. Just, I think I'm just going to do it. Uh, just going to do it with uh, mundane. Yeah, I think it's going to navigate others, which is a wisdom. Okay. I'm in mother, so I get one. Yay! And the conflict you're going against, I just put on the table, is uh, Alex is hiding something. Uh, nine. Okay, cool. Uh, he does he does give a tell uh, when you say that uh, when you bring up Raven, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a, a, fl- a flinch. He obviously knows about this, and then he gives you a very suspicious look. I see. Well, uh. You know, whatever we can do to help them, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe we should we should help them. Uh, he holds holds up his phone, which he, you you don't see anything on there. It, but he, he he just goes, "Oh, I, I, I got a call coming in, so I'll see you later." Okay, uh, Masson. Uh, why don't we? You know, you and me, you and me, and and the girls will go hang out. We'll yeah, call, we'll call you. Okay, cool. Nobody's calling him. He's totally lying to you. But I'm so happy to exit this conversation. So I'm just going to... God, that cologne. (laughs) So uh, back in the basement of the train station, um, you are all seeing sort of this um, golden, bright, luminous figure that then dissipates into uh, a, a broader light and then disappears. And from behind it is... Joseph with his Bible. He's still sitting in the chair. So now you you're in my hearth. I don't think you should do that again. And you shouldn't be supporting people that are abusing their children. Let us take a step back if we could. Joseph, you and I, we understand what it means to protect a hearth. Let us not escalate this. Let us not create war. Think back to what we've learned about the devil. One of his most favorite tricks 
is passed by his tongue through lies. Someone has been planting seeds into your ear. Someone has been working you against us, another coven. I think this is when Cave. Someone is setting. This is going to interrupt you because at yeah. this moment, Cave and his army are arriving. And <laughs> God damn it! Completely undermining what you're trying to do. Um, however, I do want you to roll that because what you're trying to do yep. is a rally. I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. And and, and then we'll see how the, his reaction goes when he sees mm. the militia coming down. Okay, and that's a mercy. Okay. Woo! Uh, five and a five. Okay. Nice. The conflict you're confronting. <laughs> I is, was really, <laughs> really nervous about that. The conflict you're confronting is Joseph is protecting his hearth. Yeah. Um, okay. And so when he sees, well, you tell me. You have narrative control, and you get charm. Okay. Ooh, sweet. Because you have um, ten plus. Cool. Um, I say to him that the devil's favorite trick is to pit his enemies against each other divide and conquer we have too few witches alive already we cannot afford to be at each other's throats now i've come to you maybe we got off on the wrong foot but understand that my hearth was attacked the door to my hearth was ripped from its hinge. We were violated first. We've come seeking only answers, not war. And if there is some work of the devil being done here, rest assured, we stand to oppose it. So you have narrative control. What what does he do, or how does he we're, react? We're going to sit and we're going to ha- we're we're going to like talk it out. I was either going to force him by stealing his memories and finding out who exactly has been telling him what or he can tell me right here and right now and we be allies so he he basically concedes now is it does he take it in a sort of like okay i'm overpowered or oh you're right the my intent is we're witches we're blood and we are hearth covens here like we need to be working together uh, there's this pulsing power coming in from behind you which feels like um a controlled a uh, very dangerous dark hatred uh and you recognize that as black terra and cave is behind you you can just feel black terra is out um, a black terra is sort of like uh, you, you know some shit went down. So this is a situation cave that you walk into. What do you do? Good afternoon, everyone. I'm looking for a missing girl. Anybody seen her? She's gone. She was taken. Uh. I shoot a glance directly at Joseph. And he can either tell me what he knows or I'm going to take it from him because now I'm protecting my hearth. Um, okay. He trying to think given your prior <laughs> success, I think he's still 
going to be and i don't think you need to do a conflict for this mm. um because it's really really the same conflict uh, uh one of mine took her one of yours to bring her home If she were to publicly announce what her home is, will you respect her word and defend her? There will be a cost. This town will not be peaceful. The situation is... uh more dire than I think it seems. The girl has been sitting in an extraordinary amount of power and not knowing how to channel it. I'm afraid if if she put under a severe amount of emotional duress, the outcome of this situation may not be under our control. Her powers are nascent. They still haven't fully emerged. We all know what happens. I can't even look at you. Please bring down your magic. I do so. He completely relaxes at that moment. <laughs> I apologize. This is your hearth and I have disrespected it. For that, I am willing to make amends. But, of course, you can see my obvious anger raven is in the veil you'll find her there so uh your characters would know this even if you players don't uh the way this works is you have the real world and then there's the veil which is the the world beyond usually it means fey because that's sort of on the border but can also mean spirits and everything else so what he's saying basically is she's been brought out of reality into the other side. Uh, witches that do that are usually that are good at doing that are usually hacks. Will you impede us if we mean to bring her to the home of her choosing? We need to organize a meeting with her clan and settle this once and for all. Until I think you then, and I stays in the veil. I think you and I have an understanding that we want peace, not violence. Seek out a safe, neutral place. I will bring the Raven kind. We will bring Raven, and we will broker this once and for all. Proverbs ten twelve, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. I apologize for our intrusion, and I thank you for your wisdom. Smell okay with this? They no, I mean she's she's, <laughs> she's you know making a lot of faces at all of this that's going on trying desperately to basically bite her tongue okay so if uh, that's it then we'll go into a meeting you guys decide where that is and when 
clear the board a bit. Um, Olive Garden. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Denny's. Unlimited breadsticks do sound good. I can't lie. That's going to be the neutral meeting ground. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. So Abigail was not lying. Yeah. Land Americana. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how, how much later in that? Is it just like immediately after this? Or do you schedule time in the morning? Or how's it? Uh, well, I like would think we'd... So. Yeah. I, I think mean, this is something that requires immediate resolution, don't you? Yeah, I feel like it would be really sudden, and we'd probably just go like right back to the house probably i actually yeah. really like the idea of everybody sort of loading up in the lincoln sort of like blank faced not a single word spoken on the drive and we just sort of like drive back home and get out of the car and sort of like zombie into the house sort of like still kind of a little bit bewildered by the goings on of the past few hours and actually take a minute inside and just sort of like collect ourselves and then spontaneously spark up a conversation yeah i have to bring the other car back but or we you know you can we can split up yeah she's she probably takes the car back by herself because she's fuming i mean she looks like she's ready to explode abigail's gonna dial in she's gonna close herself in her office in the church and um lock the door and, and dial in to the dial into the meeting like the the minute the minute that she walks back into the house with them it's just are you fucking kidding me they put her in the veil and we just and we're trying to broker peace with a bunch of assholes i don't oh this is i don't understand i walk up to her and i just hug her and I go, I know you're angry. Is she, well, this is this, is, or is this a, if, if, I mean, if this is not okay and you need to yeah. deal with conflicts, uh, then this can be a, um, a momentum scene instead. I'll leave that up to you because this, your character is definitely upset and there might be some conflict around this that needs to be resolved before we can go into a meeting. Yeah, I think she's I think she's upset with um where things went and is actually probably a little upset with um Albert at this point. Yeah. Yep. All right, so why don't we call this a momentum then? Mm. Um and maybe um maybe Abigail can just be on her way back. That's okay. Yeah, I I is okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, great. Or you okay. could be there already because you, you know, got back first. Um, everybody just call me when you're ready for me. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> just how it is. I got I got to hang out at the church a little bit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay. So um, so then I have to ask: Is Mel going to accept the hug? No, she's going to totally just shove it off. Both of you, both of you are just. Uh, I don't understand and she's in danger and we're going to just wait and have try and have some middle ground. They're just they're going to do what they did before. They're going to fight for her. And who's going to mediate this? Who's going to make the final decision? She should be the one making the decision. And she will. I don't believe that. 
I've seen her family. I don't think that they're going to let her have a word in edgewise. And they're going to, if they don't get their way, they are going to fight us. Well, that's why she has advocates. And that's why we're there. What you have to understand is the craft is not about retaliation. It's not about hatred or all that negative energy. It's about the fact that we are all intrinsically family and should love each other. And that's the test. And that is the lesson we need to teach. There's more to this than just raw power. There's more to this than just knowing what's right and wrong. The lesson it's that about needs to be taught is people. they can't go and steal children back and force them to deal with abusive families. What no. we have to do now is make sure that they understand that there are consequences for all actions. Well, I hope they get consequences. I'd sure like to serve up a few consequences. You'll get your chance. I assure you. So uh, the conflict when, is Mel is mad at Cave and Albert. Um, it could yeah. be also uh, that Cave and Albert screwed up, um, depending on how you look at it. Mm. But what what needs to happen here is I need to know motivation. So when uh, Cave was talking to Mel, was it about because um, it's going to be either uh, a moral stand or um, rally? So if you're looking for Mel's help, it's rally. But if you're trying to explain, you know, why she's morally obligated to go along with this, that's a moral stand. Well, the the, the whole point of it being is that um, if we just simply go in there and take the girl back, it's just a prolonging of the conflict. If we can, if if we can at all make people understand what needs to happen, we should try that first before we go in guns blazing. I'm not. And I'm not at all uh, taking the guns blazing scenario out of out of play at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that we need to exhaust all peaceful avenues because that is a more long-term resolution. And frankly, I would rather not kill this girl's family in front of her. All right. So this is a wisdom role. Now, uh, Mel, what that means is that uh, if uh, he succeeds, then you get a charm for... Uh, going along with it, but you don't have to. Okay. And then, Albert, uh, I, I cut you off. Did you want to yeah. add to this? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to see what... Is there a role that needs to happen here? Otherwise, I can... Yeah, apply. just to resolve uh, yeah. Cave's monologue there. Yeah. Okay, so that is a wisdom roll. I got a seven. All right. With my stupid minus two wisdom kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So in in this case, this is a yeah. You get a you get a charm if you go along with him, but you don't have to. That means you don't get the charm. But really, I just look her right in the eye and I go, "Look, for good or for bad, this is still this girl's pappy, brother's mother." If things go to violence, how much harm do you think we're going to do on her if we deal with them violently? Who's to say she wouldn't appreciate that approach? 
I will go along with this bullshit for right now, but if it comes down to it, I'm ready to fight. We are all ready to fight. Don't misunderstand me. And this will be resolved one way or the other. She deserves better. Reluctant concession, you get a turn. (laughs) (laughs) If Raven decides that she wants blood and vengeance, and she's prepared to carry the weight of that, she will have my full support and yours. But we need to ask her. She has to own this decision. We cannot decide for her. Otherwise... You above everybody else shouldn't understand knowing the consequences of your choices before you make them. What he said. Way to dig in the dagger, guys. Thanks. Mel, I brought you with me, and I'm glad that I did. Because if you were not there, I would have exploded that entire station, myself included knowing that I would walk out of there unscathed. So deep was my anger, my need for them to answer for what they did to our hearth. But I would have to carry the lives of everyone in that station, the homeless, the ones who were never even part of any of this. They deserve better. And we deserve to be better witches Fine. So Abigail returns, and we're in the meeting. <laughs> so you have to unload what you did and figure out what to do next. Yeah. Um, so I just am, you know, I'm just like going into a whole spiel, not having any idea what's happened. Just in like, oh, you know, they didn't seem to know. Like, I know that they know more than they're letting on, but I don't think they know, like, where Raven went. I mean, I couldn't figure it out. I'm sorry. I'm, um, I really tried. Um, and, uh, but yeah, they, um, definitely think we worship Satan. So that's great. You guys seem sad. We know where Raven is. Oh, where in the veil, in the fucking veil. Well, we're going to like go get her, right? Like that's what we do next. Right. Undoubtedly. Why is everybody mad right now? I don't want to talk about it. You guys tell her. We're having a bit of a disagreement as to how to resolve this. We met another witch, another half, at the train station. And we bought it with them to uh, get all parties involved on the negotiation table. We're just going to go get her, though, right? Like, we're not going to, like, like barter her away, right? That seems to be the discussion we're having now. I'm definitely team, like, raid the veil. Like, we promised we would protect her, and we couldn't, like, protect her for a week? Like, how does that look to the rest of witchdom like they're gonna see that we are easily overrun 
and beyond that it's the right thing to do she's part of our of our group she's part of our family and like i promised her i made a promise and i went and spoke to all those people at the church and pretended to be someone i'm not and you are just gonna fuck all that up for some treaty bullshit if i've been unclear i apologize them coming to the table is not going to influence whether or not i go to the veil and then return her to us so that she can speak for herself uh i mean i i i trust that you guys want to do this but these people don't have our best interests at heart they just don't and these I people have no this, idea what's in their best interest i think this is a trap i think it's a trap i think everything is aligned against us and we're going to lose raven and she's going to be stuck there forever hold on i think i know someone who can help us then by all means let me send some texts <laughs> um you guys continue talking i'm gonna text a little bit well i don't see there any reason to uh continue the conversation the plan is we retrieve our defendant and so we have her with us during whatever mediation takes place and make sure that her voice is heard um the uh uh i forgot my name abigail i'll just say i um i text uh my good friend jocelyn on my phone i send her a photo of raven that i snapped of you know the two of us looking cool together looking like friends uh and i'm i send her the you know the full terminator to have you seen this girl um i don't i don't expect a response she's not very chatty but uh i send it anyway in the meeting, you have narrative control, so if you want a response, you can have it. It's just a long string of gibberish, but it's different from anything she's ever sent. Like, I can't tell if it's in another language or if it's a code or what, but it is, it is a break from what she usually does, which is she just sends the same message over and over and over again. Usually, it's so cold here, which, yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just a long string of gibberish and it doesn't repeat. All right. So what are you doing next? Are you going to go, uh, to the veil or are you going to go to, um, the meeting with the other coven? Can we, Albert has a bit of business in the veil anyway. Um, so he might do that first. I'm going to head to the veil because I guess I have this feeling that like I might be helpful if there's spirits there. Um, yeah, but maybe we send, maybe other people go to this meeting. I don't know. Is it one or the other, or can we do one and the other? We can do one and the other. So yeah, let's trip over to the veil first. I think that's a good idea. Just pop by the veil. Just <laughs> How are you going to get Pick up a teenager. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think Hecate has some veil power. 
Um, I believe I do. Let me look at my sheet here. Um, uh, I have a, a power that allows a pathway for the dead to move on to their afterlife, uh, even if they're trapped or bound to the physical world through magic or judgment, which is not quite what we were looking for, but feels like it's on the right. Yeah, create a pet. Yeah, the maiden one. That one would work. Okay. It's the it's the, it's the same idea. These are written loosely enough to be adaptable. The, okay. the principle of Hecate is that you can commune I mean, with I, the veil, but uh, get crossing over is a little tricky. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're in a meeting, so you can do it. It's just going to take a bit of effort. Uh, yeah. I'm t- so listen. Um, I think I can make a door. I think I can do it. It's usually for ghosts or spirits or the recently deceased. But I think I can hold it long enough for us to get through. Getting out, I'll work on it. Well, I can definitely get us in. What are we waiting for? Are you sure that door is going to lead to the veil? Like 90%. I mean, I'd love to meet Frank Sinatra, but I wouldn't like to be stuck there. Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I know... I know, I know I can get us there. It's the getting back that's going to be tricky, but, like, if we can get in, we can get out. I can make a door on the other side, right? Like, I believe in you. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, what are your gonna... aspects as you're going into the veil? <laughs> Crone. <laughs> Cranky AF. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm I think we're all kind of cramped, crampy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you that this is a menace chapter. Oof. Not a mission. Mm. So your okay. clone magic is going to be normal, but all other magic will be at whoa. So you picked the lowest two. Mm. Not the mundane rolls; those are just normal. So, uh, all right. So you do the uh, Beetlejuice chalk door. Yeah. Um, do, do you want me to just do you want me to describe that? <laughs> I was just joking, but yeah. What what is it? What does uh, it look I like? mean, I mean, yeah. We say door, door, door three times, and then the door shows up. Um, no, uh, it is uh, like I um, like I close my eyes and 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 raise my hands and. The door opens and dead leaves from outside because it's autumn sweep into the house and start swirling around me. And then they hover in the air in front of me and start swirling in a circle that gets wider and wider and wider until it's big enough that a human being could walk through it. In fact, it's so big that it's like extending into the floor and what is beyond it, um, looks almost like a photo negative, which is not to say that that's how it looks once you go in, but from this side, through this spell, it looks like you're looking at a photo negative. See? Nice. Way better than what I had in mind. We are uh, going into the veil. And if you've seen Stranger Things, I like to picture this a lot like the Upside Down where the real world is kind of there, but it's a little inverted and darker and distorted. The, um, the, uh, I, I, who has not been in the veil before character wise? Oh, 
Okay. Wow. Um, I think I've had like little short trips, but usually like with a spirit, like with a guide. This is my first time on my own. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Albert's communicated through the veil, but never embodied into the veil. Yeah, it's like your uh, spirit is left behind. You feel hollow and empty and cold. Your body heat's gone. Um, and it, I think also it's more like your your emotional center takes over, even over the rational. So it's easier to feel than to think. Um, and when you go in, it, 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 it's it's unexpected because there is a. You probably didn't know what to expect, but what is unexpected is that there's this sort of large crater in the ground ahead of you, and the distorted uh, buildings of of the downtown Salem are sort of there, but it's like a massive crater, and like a like a meteor hit kind of big crater. And in the middle of the crater is Raven. And she's wearing just a black dress, simple black dress. Her skin is even paler than normal. Um, and she has that look where she's kind of looking up with an intense anger. There's smoke coming out of the crater. And you see a swarm of ravens come up from behind her. And they all sort of just perch all over the buildings, on her, around. And she says, you left me. No. Nobody left you. We came to find you. She lifts her hands and there is a spirit in her hand that she has gripped. This is a witch. You want to watch me destroy her? Why? We're supposed to protect me. And that's what we're doing. That's why we're here. We came for you. Yeah. We've been looking for you the entire day. We've been doing everything we can to get you back. The second we found out where you were, we risked everything to come after you. We are not leaving you here. And we are not letting them just take you without consequences, without repercussions. You know me. You know I would never do that. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. This is a... Um Trying to decide exactly what this is. I think this is navigate others. Mel's trying to get her out of this angry state, right? That's your motivation. Yeah, I'm trying to. um, I'm trying to get her to calm down and realize that we're really here and we're really here to help her. Okay, and um, Abigail's also helping, so this is going to happen at wheel. So roll three, pick the highest two. Okay. And you're doing your conf- your confronting Raven has lost it. Okay. And do I have anything else to add to it? It is uh, wisdom. And that's it. Unless because you're not in you're in Crone, so that's it. Yep. Yeah, so I got a big whopping 
zero to help me out with this, but come on, dice. Don't be assholes. <laughs> so you said the two highest, right? Yep. That would give me an 11. Awesome. Okay. Um, I'll let you decide if this is subdued, meaning she might get angry again, um, or if this is resolved. That you have such a high score, I'm just going to let you decide that. Um, Are you going to fix her anger entirely, or is this going to come back? I think, especially because we're all here and I'm going to talk to her, that it's going to resolve her okay. anger. Um, look, That means you have even... control over her, too. So how okay. do you want to resolve it? So I'm going to slowly approach the crater sort of hand out to her and look you know or i guess i didn't tell you but i went from home to home i didn't have a family i didn't have anywhere to go to and i got abandoned again and again and again and this is the one place where that hasn't happened to me and it's not going to happen to you either. You being taken? That's... That's them. What counts is we came back to get you. And we're here now. And we're always going to keep coming back and finding you. I know that this is difficult and scary, but I also know that you deserve better, and we want you to have better. And I'm going to reach out my hand to her, and she relaxes her grip on the spirit that she had and seems to relax a little bit. The shoulders come down. She's breathing a little more calmly and comes over and takes my hand. The spirit forms into a person <laughs> that um, gasps for air, even though there's no air back here. Uh, she's just, you know, like a middle-aged woman um, and is looking at Raven like she is the most terrifying creature she's ever seen. It, she doesn't even look at the rest of you, and she's turning around, and it looks like she's going to draw the veil to leave. I want to talk to her. I got a spell where I can do that. <laughs> uh, but I'm rolling uh, lowest two. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. If it's not your regular aspect, if it's not your aspect. no, no, I, I'm in crown and this is wisdom. So you're confronting witches leaving. Yeah. Uh, well, here basically. Uh, oh, I was going to say commune with the dead. Um, I can just talk to her, right? Yeah, but you can. You don't need magic to talk to because you're, you're all in the veil. So okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I just want to be like, hey, why'd you take my friend? Uh, okay, she that that's probably not going to stop her. So you'll have to actually because she wants to leave. So she's um, not going to answer. Yeah, I am uh, going to 
make a stand mm-hmm. and see if I can convince her of um, see if I can convince her of her um, dereliction of duty is the only <laughs> words I can think of to yeah, describe. Moral stand is a wisdom role. Uh, yeah, you know why did you why did you kidnap a young girl? That's basically what you're asking. Yes, basically. Um, I'm just rolling two. Cool. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Um, it, it, when you when you say that, she sort of just deflates a bit, turns around. Uh, we are trying to bring her back to her family because we have a deal with the Therianthropes. And they're going to revoke the deal if they don't get her back. What's the deal? That they won't hunt anymore. Well, maybe we can make a different deal. Two covens working together, two hearths working together could be very powerful. And she's our family. She's my sister. She looks back at Raven. This woman is scared of Raven. She can barely hold a breath. You'll need to talk to Joseph. Okay. She's drawing the veil. Does anybody want to do anything? Stop her? Or is she... Maybe. How long will that door remain open? Because that's a very convenient way to get out. Where I don't have to do anything. Time is meaningless in the veil, though. So it's proximity uh, to a person uh, is is about your familiarity with them. So, in short, you mm. could leave that way if you wanted to. Uh, I think I'm going to forego it. I was going to be horrible to her, but I think that's probably a little too dramatic right now. <laughs> too dramatic. Yeah, she she parts it. Uh, it. It's night now, so you don't know how long, how much time has passed. And she's going down. She's just going out into Main Street, and you can see it through like a curtain. Yes. Curtain's starting to close. So if you want to leave this way, you can. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Yep. Right. Yep. You step out into the street, and it begins to snow. But one thing, when we were in the veil, um, my skin turned blue. And my features turned very androgynous. Oh, cool. Neat. You don't have to pay for that. <laughs> and I was willing to do it if I had to. <laughs> so Raven's with you. Uh, you're standing in Ma- Main Street and it is starting to snow. I'm still holding Raven's hand in mine. And when we walk out through the veil, I'm just going to look at her and just say... You're not a bargaining chip. Sorry, Why? Uh, sorry, I lost my temper. <laughs> Trust me, I understand. Why don't Mel and I take her back to the house so you two can go to this meeting and set the terms of whatever we're going to do? We can take a picture or something to prove that we have Raven, but 
We're not letting them anywhere near her. Well, I'm pretty sure the witch that got away will paint a pretty picture about what happened. That's a good point. Uh, certainly. Shall we? Uh, yes. Yes. So, so you're going to go to the Olive Garden? <laughs> I mean, where else is two witches? Where else are two covens going to meet? I don't know. The gotta, Howard Johnsons? <laughs> gotta get those breadsticks. Gotta get those breadsticks. Those breadsticks can double as magic wands if you're feeling very useful. Right. <laughs> uh, I have to decide this particular, what this is. Uh, this particular <laughs> Olive Garden is very well warded. I love that. <laughs> it's like the it's like Switzerland. It's a neutral territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like can, can, I, can I spend a charm to say that? Because <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. I'm spending a charm to say that this Olive Garden is extremely well warded, so it's like a neutral place. And there's a, a witch's entrance. Yeah. okay uh, so this is a mundane scene because uh since it's neutral territory uh, everybody's agreed not to use magic um and so any conflict that comes here is probably gonna be social uh not threatening really um and so the olive garden um joseph is there as long along with the hag witch that you met earlier and a couple of other uh sort of like you know dirty, unwashed-looking people who must also be witches. You could feel them. Uh, and and they're sitting at, you know, like the big the big family table, waiting for you. Joseph has cleaned up a bit. He's wearing a button-up shirt. Um, he has his Bible out. It's worn, it kind of, uh, it's like one of those red leather ones, sort of worn and used. And he smiles as you approach, kind of gestures grandly towards the uh, booth. I walk up and I go, may we? Please? Oh, uh, what are your aspects? I'm going to go with mother. Hmm. Albert is in maiden. Well, there have been some developments. Uh, I uh, found out what happened behind the veil. He looks at Kate and says, You told me something about her power. What was it? Oh, that she was a veritable powder keg of energy that was waiting to explode at someone. I look at his partner. She can't look at you in the eye. I'm glad we were there in time to intercede. I shudder to think of what she would have done if she hadn't been brought back to her senses. What do you suggest we do about the raven kind? They have promised us not to hunt as long as we protect them. If our protection stops, the mundanes are in danger again. These creatures are filled with nothing but hate. Unless love can be brought back into their hearts, there can only be one solution. What is that? To eliminate threat. We are a coven of the divine. We do not 
eliminate threats. We're not the storm or some other travesty of a witch coven. Well, I believe the front of that whole book is filled with wrath. This is a question of what's right and what's wrong, balance and long-term resolution of issues. Um, If they can somehow be banished, I would prefer that. At this point, I don't know if I have to spend a charm, but once the word storm is brought up um, and storm clans, Albert is immediately going to shift into mother but dramatically. Yeah, one of the things you can do a charm is change your your mm-hmm. aspect in the middle of the um, But the intent here is, like, I want the room to have noticed mm-hmm. that I took umbrage to that. Yeah. Yeah, all of the witches look at you. Yeah. And that's it. I'm just going to let that hang there. But I'm somewhat neutral. Um, it's just, I didn't like that being brought into this conversation. If it, well, you know these people better than I do. Is there any possibility they might listen to reason? If they thought that they were being threatened, they could be subjugated. <sighs> this is a dying town. They're scavengers. We can't stop their nature. Hmm. Indeed. We can't ask creatures to act against their nature. But we must defend creatures' right to do as they will as long as they are not harming others. I believe that they wish to bring harm onto this girl. I believe that they are full of hate for our kind that is blinding and all-encompassing, and I do not understand it. But... Nonetheless, they they profess love for the Lord, which their actions do not seem to uh, convey. The server brings breadsticks. Thank you, love. So sweet. Refills your iced tea. (laughs) Well, we must leave with an answer. I think that... uh, I must pray on this. What is your main concern? I want to protect Salem. In another time, you and I may have been allies. Are we not allies now? That... depends entirely on the choice before you. Perhaps we can drive them out uh, by use of the law or some mundane way. Oh, now you're speaking my language. As long as we can maintain a certain amount of peaceable behavior, especially before the eclipse, which could uh, turn things. Yes. Uh, Very well. Uh, Let's 
pray and think and come together with a solution when we have one. But for now, Raven stays safe with you. Agreed. Thank you so much. Love be with you and yours. All right. Well, that adjourns our, our mundane. Uh, any last thoughts from the other two at the house? No. Okay. Um, I think we should end this session with a uh, montage. Beginning, you know, that night as everything's close, closing down, the snow is starting to collect. Uh, everybody's safe home in the hearth with a new door. <laughs> Patched up drywall. <laughs> uh, so why don't you just take it and describe what your character's doing. You can introduce truths if you like. Um, I have a scene where I, I walk up to the courthouse and I sort of walk in. People know me. I greet people. I'm quite jovial. I go up to a, a, a clerk at a desk and I sort of just sit on the desk and he has like a, a sandwich and some chips and I pull a chip and I, and I eat it and we're, we're talking like we're close. And he opens up a drawer and surreptitiously passes me a file. I give him a, I give him a wink and I walk away with it under my coat. Nice. Let's take the next one. Um, Mel is laying awake in her bed, just staring at the ceiling and just kind of a couple of tears just sort of rolling down her face and she wipes them away hastily and gets dressed and leaves the house um, and goes walking along the, the dark cold streets and heads up to uh, a house that was uh, maybe about a mile away and is just kind of standing out on the walkway looking towards the house and you can see the conflict on her face and she goes up and knocks on the door and that's where I want to leave her uh, Abigail uh I'm going to say that uh, Raven uh, devoured whatever supper we made for her. Um, Abigail puts her in bed, makes sure she's okay. It's way too fucking late at that point, but she slips out of the house in guy mode, drives over to an apartment building um, and goes up to, uh, it's a, it's a pretty nice apartment building, goes up to a second floor, uh, place uh and not to have the exact same ending uh as you i'm going to say that uh she knocks on the door and it opens and there's a, a young woman a couple years younger than abigail who is um very pretty in that midwestern girl next door way and uh abigail says just kind of looks at her and 
is on the verge of saying something deeper is on the verge of saying something like very emotional. And it's just kind of like, can I stay the night? And uh, the woman nods and Abigail comes in and then gives her a very sweet kiss. And scene. Um, Albert is in his room, his little spider's den with his webs and his threads. Um, And he's very disturbed at seeing one specific strand, the strand that he goes to every morning and every night. It's now hanging. It's as if severed. There's a tag on the floor that says... Albert Whitefeather. He's not sure what that means. Well, that should be an interesting session coming up. As we <laughs> unravel all the mysteries of Salem, Indiana, and the various forces at play. We haven't even gotten to Thanksgiving yet. So, uh, things (laughs) really go down. So that is our session. We hope that you enjoyed us. Uh, enjoyed it. Let's see. We are going to be back in two weeks. Two weeks. That's Memorial Day. Are we on Memorial Day? Uh, yeah, that is uh, going to happen on Memorial Day, May twenty fifth. Um, which is the day after the online Strategicon convention, which I'm sure Jim will talk more about. Uh, so come and check us out on the 25th. We will be um, there. Also, there are other shows at happyjacks.org uh, shows slash shows. Um, I'm Chris, and you can find me at Grey Author on Twitter. And uh, Great American Witch, if you're interested, is in beta. So come to greatamericanwitch.com. For more information, you can also sign up to playtest your group if you would like to. Uh, what about the rest of all y'all? Where can we find you, and what are you doing right now? Hey guys, I'm Mac Bovey. You can find me everywhere on the internet as at Strange Like That. That is the Twitter, the Facebooks, and the Instagrams. Also, my website. And you can find my tarot readings through there. You can find my uh, apparel shops that I've got with some of my cool designs up. Uh, support small business, by the way, because it's really important right now for a lot of people. And you can also find me here every Monday on Happy Jacks. Uh, when I'm not playing in this, I'm playing in the Things from the Flood campaign run by Dave, which is a lot of fun, a lot of mayhem and uh, 90s disaffected adults, which is super fun. You can also find me over at 12-Sided Stories, which is a fully produced podcast that we're doing our third season of Otherworld London on there, which is a Cthulhu um, 1890 game. And it's a lot of fun, sound effects, music, the whole shebang. You can also go back and listen to the campaign I ran for them called Unquiet Blood, which was a vampire fight e game. I am Emily Vanderwerf. Uh, you can find my writing all over the internet. Um, look me up on Twitter, uh, where I'm currently twitter.com slash TVOTI, but I'm about to be twitter.com slash EmilyVDW. 
untold. Um, we have to wrest it from a woman in Belgium, but we're going to make that happen. Um, and uh, I also uh, am, uh, my writing appears at Vox.com, and uh, I am the co-creator of the scripted podcast Arden, which is coming back very soon. I know the date when it's coming back, but I'm not allowed to say it, so... Uh, well, you can find me at Plus Ten to Awesome on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and I highly encourage anybody who wants to get into some virtual gaming uh, upcoming Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Friday through Sunday, we will be running uh, RPGs in my department using Discord and various other modalities, but uh, primarily Discord. We'll also have other really cool stuff available, including some board games, party games, even some LARPs, which, you know... Um, we're just trying to do everything that we can uh, to uh, provide the same type and level of entertainment as as far as we can make it, uh, since our convention cannot be the way that we want it to be. Uh, but for all of those who have been paying attention, who have been going to strategicon.net and running games and maybe signing up for some, we love you very much, and we hope that you are happy, safe, and gaming. And hello, everybody. I'm Joe, the new guy. Hopefully this is working out and they'll let me play more games on this channel. I'm having a great time so far. Uh, you can find me at Joe Love Stories and on Facebook, J-O-E-K-O-U. Um, yeah, I will be back um, in two weeks unless something drastic happens to me or my character. <laughs> How fucking good is this game or what, right? Because there have been sometimes I'm just emotionally sitting on the edge of my seat going, oh Yes. This was a tight one. Like I had knots in my in my chest for a lot of this. Um, <laughs> which became how my character decided to respond to things. Acting. <laughs> Acting. Awesome. Well I hope you all come back. I had a great time and uh we'll see you next time. Bye.